welcome to the uh, latest episode of Movie Monks. Um, we're, I'm, I'm just going to be transparent about it because it's an awesome day. We're, tr- we're recording on Groundhog Day, so happy Groundhog Day. Yeah. I'm not sure how that turned out for you and your region, but uh, actually, I don't know what the local Groundhog saw either. Isn't there one near these parts? I'm, uh, hey, Paul. Uh, I'm Nathan. Paul's here. Hey. Okay. Um, I don't know if there's a Groundhog, but it's beautiful out, so that has to mean some... Right, so winners. Oh, actually, wait. Then that means the sun is up. So then he saw his shadow. So winner's gonna come back with the vengeance. Oh man, I think that's how it's gonna go. I, I should probably watch Groundhog Day sometime today, just to be cool, you know. Just but to don't do that. I thought you hated that movie. No, I love that movie. I just don't like Annie McDowell very much, and she's the main love interest. So she's and, not in it too much, though. For, no, it's well, like, for a it's while. a huge hearty helping of, like, Bill Murray, and then every now and then she pops up. And, unfortunately, she kind of pops up a lot at the conclusion of it all, but... It's, Everything it's up to that, though, is pretty gold. Yeah. Who's that cameraman guy? He's pretty funny. He's, like, a comedian. Um, what's his name again? He plays in, like, there's something about Mary and stuff, too. Yeah. Hold I want to say, like, Elliot something Elliot. Elliot Chris something? Elliott. Chris yeah, Elliott, yeah. You're right, Chris Elliott. Yeah, that guy was not bad in that either. Anyway, um, I didn't watch that this week, though, yet. So, uh, what did you watch? We're just going to talk about what we have seen. Um, Not much, really, in the grand scheme. I did most of my watching yesterday as part of school, but uh, some decent business there. Um, Actually, yeah, like getting back to Western-type stuff, we did watch Stagecoach. Um, and that movie was really good. I wasn't really ready for that, because I was kind of, like, I felt pretty good about Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, but I figured, like, an even older movie would be that much less interesting, but it was actually really cool. When did you watch this? Uh, Tuesday morning, I guess. Uh, have you seen it, or? Uh, no, I never saw it. I think it's one of the few John Ford films that's actually got a Criterion release out there, too. We watched some not amazing DVD of it, but I guess it doesn't really matter. It's like, I don't know how best to describe it. It kind of reminded me of like a road trip movie almost. Like you got your crazy cast of wacky characters, like the drunk doctor and like the gentleman gambler and all this weird people kind of thrown together into the stagecoach. And um, like I, as a kid, I saw it, I think at some point, and I just recalled like there were Indians attacking the whole time. And that was kind of weird. But they actually hold off on doing that business for a long time. Like, there's, like, an hour and a bit of just, like, straight character building and, like, setting up the relationships between everybody. So by the time that Geronimo and his band of crazy dudes attack, you actually kind of are invested in what's going on. So that was that was smart. And that action scene holds up, like, way better than you'd think it would, being, like, a 70-year-old action scene. It's, like, pretty amazing, the stuff they make stuntmen do that long ago. Like, it's just like, hey, get trampled by horses. I don't know. And then dude does it, and it looks crazy. Yeah, that so, movie seems like the type of movie that you always hear about, but never really get the opportunity to watch. I mean, I haven't really even seen it in the local video store here, so... Yeah, it is like 39. I remember they played it on some local like Access, for those in the area. Access Television. They, they set that up every now and then. Yeah, but the problem is, on. you have to actually watch Access to know when that stuff plays. Yeah, and I was way in access for a while. Uh, what was oh, good was on that, access? Oh, that nature nut guy. What was his name? Oh, the bald guy with glasses. 
Yeah, he'd go around tell you about snakes and stuff. And then, I don't know. Yeah, sure. that guy seemed like the crocodile hunter, only for like acorns, and his name yeah. was actually Acorn. Acorn the Nature Nut, right? But he was like, he, he actually reminded me more of like that dude in Groundhog Day. Um, oh, what's his name? The insurance salesman that walks up on him on the street. Right, I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name though. Yeah. Oh, hold on. He was also actually. Um, one of the best parts of Buried, which was not a movie I liked, but uh, he's kind of this annoying dude on the phone. <laughs> and I like, he, you just hear his voice, but as soon as he started talking, I was like, that's that guy! Uh, it's Steven Tobolowski. Buried as in the Ryan Reynolds flick? Yeah. I totally I had that ruined for me by a co-worker at work. Ned Ryerson is the character I keep forgetting. Um, that, it's, it's not a very good movie, so not much, yeah, but. I mean, that's what he was saying. He's like, skip out on it, and then he, like, tells me the end. It's like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> that's, alright. I've spitefully, accidentally did that once, because I was just ranting about how I really didn't like Atonement, and then just, like, ended up saying why, because it was the ending. Yeah, don't tell me, because like, I haven't seen that either. I didn't go see it in the theater, and I was like, oh, really? It's been out for, like, a month, so I figured everyone went and saw it. Like, I kind of forget that not everyone does that, so... Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, Parade's not great now either, but... What, what was, oh, yeah, Stagecoach. How are, how are we talking about Steve Tobolowski? Acorn in the Nature <laughs> Access <laughs> Television, they used to air it. There you go. Um, I, it's, it's, I don't know. Good, good movie. I don't have much, really, beyond, like, just sharp action scene in there, like, stuntmen doing crazy business that probably can't make stuntmen do anymore. Like, um, legally? Yeah, without, like, a bunch of insurance issues and stuff. Like, it, it's pretty weird, some of the stuff that goes down. Um, like, well-shot action stuff, too. Like, just spinning around. Like, obviously not using kind of rear, like, whatever the 1930s equivalent of blue screen is, you know? Like, mat, like stuff in the background, rear projection or whatever. Right, like, like a moving background or something. Right, there like there's some of that, but then there's obviously like a couple sequences where it's just like, no, we're we're on a truck or something probably filming dudes with stagecoach and horses as other dudes with horses are throwing stuff at them and, and like I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of exhilarating in a weird way. So you've been um, really getting into the John Wayne movies lately, huh? Well, just in class for like two two movies, I guess. But is your professor like is, obsessed with John Wayne? No, I think it's just those are kind of some of the more definitive movies of that time period, so you can't really get away from it. You should make them uh, show True Grit, the original. Uh, I don't think it, that movie, like that's like late 60s, I don't know if that really does anything super... Oh, so you go by era then? Yeah, so it's like what was kind of innovative for its time, or setting up basic kind of narrative techniques and stuff. What era do you time. go up to in that class? Uh, it's supposed to be post 1950s, so all the way up to like now, now, in theory. But I don't remember what the most contemporary movie on this was. Inception. Uh, I don't think we'll watch Inception. Kickass. I don't. Th I, again, like I like Kickass. I don't think it did anything super innovative. No, I'm really trying to think. Of a movie. It would just be cool to watch in class. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a movie that would be like changing the way films are or something right now film theory stuff. I, I, I don't know. I'm your professor. Um, I'll keep watching, though. It, it, it was good. Um, and later that same day... Oh, no, I'll let you have a try. Um, what was one of your films you watched this week? 
well, I mean, I know we've beaten this horse dead now, but Clerks 2, you know. Alright. I watched that somewhat recently. Yeah, it's a good movie. I watched it to go to bed, actually. No other reason. I wasn't able to watch many movies recently because I've been super busy planning a move and, like, a wedding and all that stuff, so, you know. That's important stuff. Important stuff. life stuff, so. So, Clerks, like, have you seen it a billion times then? It's just kind of a thing you can turn on? Uh, I haven't seen it as much as Clerks 1. I've probably okay. seen it probably maybe ten times, so. Clerks 2, really? Yeah, I just turn it on when, like, I'm on the computer and want something to, like, listen or watch in the just background. Just have some chatter going on. Right. I have put it on to go to sleep too many times. I've watched it with commentary a few times, so, you know. Yeah, I guess that's not on Netflix, so I don't get that sweet speed commentary track. Is it a good one or uh all of them are kind of the same. It's pretty much just him shooting the shit with his friends because they're always in his movies, so I don't know, it's kinda of cool. If you like his podcast, it's pretty much a podcast with like visuals. Yeah. And I guess some context, because they'll probably periodically talk about the movie specifically, right? Yeah, and it's weird because, like, watching all the commentary tracks and stuff, like, when I watch a Kevin Smith film now, well, I mean, not now, because Red State is completely different, but when I watch them, I know, like, his friends and stuff by name, and, like, what they look like, because they're in everything, and he always makes reference to them when they're talking in the commentaries and stuff, so I can, like, spot them. Yeah, I always forget, what is the video store guy's name? Which video store guy? Like in like Clerks? Like Dante's bro in Clerks. Well, he's Randall, but his name Randall. is uh, Jeff Anderson. Jeff, okay, Jeff Anderson. Yeah, he All did right. uh, another movie that I can't remember what it was called now, but it was like a love story that a lot of people either didn't like or liked. It was yeah, one. Did you ever see that weird clown movie with Brian O'Halloran? Uh, Vulgar? Yeah. No, I never got around to it. I kind of don't care. It's one of uh, Brian Johnson's, one of his friends' uh, films using some of the Viewisk Universe stuff, mainly um, the clown. That's their mascot. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, I've heard it's kind of messed up, but I've never seen it. I heard Brian O'Halloran gets raped. Yep. That's so that's kind of cool, things. I guess, if you want to see man rape. I just, yeah. I'm just wondering how tasteless that sequence is. Well, knowing those people, probably pretty tasteless. Probably pretty bad, yeah. Although, wait, let me see. It is rated R, so it's not NC-17, so I've probably seen gnarlier business. Like Antichrist. Yeah, I guess so. We should stop bringing that up every week. It's it's weird just promoting that movie. It's an okay movie. I guess so. Sure. I don't know. That that fox was kind of funny, but <laughs> yeah, I started laughing pretty like, hard. I was ready for that though. What was there was one animal thing. That deer was not cool though. That was unpleasant. Yeah, like seeing that, I was just like, "What is happening?" Oh. It was just an uncomfortable moment with that deer. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's whatever. Let's not get into specifics. So, Clerks to Rosario Dawson, uh, they're dancing on a roof. Yeah, that's the part a lot of people gave him shit for for that movie. I kind of like it though. It. I don't know. It's fun. Like a full-on dance number? That's not bad. It's not too bad. I mean, it's it's a Kevin Smith movie. It's not like it's, like, Oscar bait, so yeah. who cares? Let him do what he wants. The donkey business late in the movie was kind of unpleasant. Yeah, I was I was watching that movie. It was my mom's first time watching it with me. Um, okay. 
those movies are weird to watch with your parents. I wouldn't recommend it unless you have like a really open relationship with your parents that you can talk about like everything. Because it's kind of unpleasant being in the same room as the people that gave you birth talking about some of the stuff they talk about. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that movie to my parents at all. They're they have weak skins for that kind of thing, so probably not a good idea. Yeah, she was laughing, but I think it might have been like that uncomfortable laughter. Right. It just this is outrageous, and I've never wa- people talk like what? Yeah, I can see what you mean. Yeah. Um. I guess. I don't know. I'm going to talk about a movie now, if that's okay. Absolutely not. That's not what we're <laughs> here for. Alright, some more Kevin Smith. Uh, I'm out of things. I haven't seen Dogma yet. I'm sorry. Uh, that, no, you were supposed to watch The Exorcist. I know, I know. I, I just, if this job thing pans out... Ten free but, rentals I won't a get week. Into that. I know, I didn't know that, so I, I hope that pans out. But anyway, we won't jinx that. Um... I watched a remake of that movie I watched last week, which you didn't really know about, but no Chris one Cross. Does. Yeah, apparently, uh, Steven Soderbergh straight up remade that movie, um, and we actually have to do write-ups about it uh, after. And I, I was like, okay, this movie has like a lot of script problems, but I mean, Soderbergh's doing a pretty good job. But turns out he actually wrote that adaptation under a pseudonym, so he he. Yeah, I don't know. Some of his decisions I didn't necessarily agree with. Like, he he makes some weird changes, like uh, changing up the family dynamic of everything. Like, um, there's a brother character in Crisscross who's, like, not important at all. Um, he kind of remains unimportant, but for some reason pops up, like, way more in the remake, and he's just kind of there. Should I go over the plot synopsis again? It's the same thing. Like, uh, Yeah, but you should probably tell us what the name of the remake is. Oh, yeah, the, the movie is called The Underneath which is um, not a very popular Steven Soderbergh movie, apparently. Like, I checked in on Get Glue, the only person who has ever checked in to that movie. You were? Yeah. I don't know why it Did was Did you get a database. sticker for that? No, they don't have, like, weird cult movie sticker, I guess. Well, they I do have know. a cult one. Is it if you check into five super rare things? or what? I think it's if you check into something that, like, a bunch of other people check into. I don't know. I can't remember. It's something weird. The specifics. I think I have it, maybe. I would have to check. Yeah, I don't know all the stuff I have. But anyway, uh, yeah, so not many people have seen it. Uh, it stars Peter Gallagher from uh, Sex Lies Voodoo Tape um, at, in the per- Burt Lancaster role as the kind of dude who returns to his hometown to try to kind of pick up the pieces of a life he kind of left or whatever, so he wants to get back with his ex-wife. What's weird, though, is in the remake, they kind of add this other love interest who is way better because it's Elizabeth Shue. And she's just, like, really happy and bright and awesome. And it's just like, well, why do you care about your surly ex-wife when Elizabeth Shue's way into you? I don't understand. Yeah, so. and she, like, fights piranhas and stuff. Yeah, no, she's cool. She's a, she's a cool lady. She's back to the future, all that business. A Hollow Man, which I saw. I actually like that movie. It's a fun time. It's, it's a, not a good movie. It's just fun. It it's kind of just having fun, and it, when it gets gory, it just goes crazy. Like it's just dude's throat gets ripped up and everything. It's just messed up. But uh, yeah, that movie's not bad for what it is. I guess <laughs> about angry invisible people that do horrible things. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, there's that issue. Uh, what was the other family thing they kind of changed? Oh yeah. Um. 
spoilers, I guess? Should I? Is yeah. that okay? I mean, well, this movie's like, what, 15 well, years old? 20 15 years, years old? old and like 60 years old for the original, so... Yeah, watch Okay, out. don't spoil the original, just spoil okay, this I one. I won't spoil Crisscross. No, okay. Uh, there, there's a character who dies um, during the, like, uh, armored car robbery. That's kind of key to the movie. Um, in the original movie, it's just some guy. In this movie, they actually make it the father-in-law of uh, the main character. So they kind of try to tie it to the core drama, I guess, a bit more. And... I get why you would do that. Like, it makes you care a little more, I guess, about the proceedings, but they don't really wrap that up at the end of the movie. Like, the the relationship with the mom and everything isn't really dealt with at all. Um, One cool thing, though, Joe Don Baker's in the movie, and uh, he kind of wins at the end, which is funny. I won't get into specifics, but uh, there's, there's a funny, stupid last-minute twist that involves him, and it was like, oh, all right, why not? Fun times. Um... I guess, yeah, but in general, the movie is kind of just way too serious considering how light and silly the story is, so I, was, I wasn't I was having as good a time as I did with Criss Cross. Um, how do you feel yeah. about Soderbergh in general? I know you've been watching a lot of his movies recently. Uh, well, there, we're going to watch a whole lot more. We've still only just begun, but um, I was kind of, like, I haven't watched a lot of his kind of independent business that he started doing, like um, Bubble... Uh, girlfriend experience, uh, Che, stuff like that. I've been meaning to watch the girlfriend experience for like the last year. I just don't want to, kind of. Yeah, I'm not sure how any of that stuff really is. Like, IMDb's not having it, but I'm assuming it's just because like his career is so different. Like, it's like I love Ocean's Eleven, so I'm gonna watch Full Frontal. What? But there's absolutely Good. nothing wrong with that. I could see why it throws off a lot of people, though. No, I know. Like, I I totally respect him for trying to do very different things, but, uh, yeah, I can totally see why that wouldn't necessarily work for some people. Like, people, I don't, like, when I saw The Informant, some people walked out. Like, they weren't enjoying that. Why would you walk out of The Informant? Because you're not, you weren't prepared for what kind of movie it was, I guess? I I don't know. You think it's, like, Ocean's 14 or something? Maybe. Like, Matt Damon, maybe that was a porn movie, but he had a mustache? I, I don't know. But uh, that movie's, like, funny. I, I have a great time watching it. And then the drama kind of hits kind of late game in that movie. It's great. I, I finally bought that. Um, that's, a, that's a good movie. That's that, Like, that and, like, Out of Sight and stuff is kind of why I wanted to take the class. Because there's some movies he's made that I really, really like. And I kind of just want to see more of them. And this is a good opportunity to do that and get some credits. And, and he uses crowd. Clooney a lot. Yeah, Clooney's a great guy. We've talked about him already. Uh, did, did we talk about Oceans last week? Um, no. Well, kind of, but not really, like, in-depth or anything. Not that we have to. Right. I, I guess it's because I saw Burn After Reading is why we were talking about George Clooney. Um, and then we were talking about how he's in a lot of stuff with the Coen brothers and whatnot. Yeah. Just, I also rewatched uh, Ocean's Eleven recently, and that movie's pretty good. I'm pretty sure I did mention that. Just a little or... sidestep. I've been wanting to watch uh, The Limey for a long time now. I'm wondering if you've seen that or not. I did. Um, the Netflix version isn't super great. I think it's full screen, so it kind of messes with it a little bit, but I, I still just, whatever, I wanted to see it. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a cool kind of straightforward revenge movie. Apparently it's very referential to Point Blank, which we're also going to watch as part of this class, which is a Lee Marvin movie from the 60s. Um, but yeah, no, like, t- um, oh, 
Terrence Stamp is just really angry and he hurts people and it's kind of cool. Um, like short movie too, like ninety minutes or something. So it's it's worth it. It's worth seeing. Um, yeah, I I guess not much more on underneath. It's it's not. A, I I guess just in general, it's not as good as Crisscross. So yeah. I mean, oh, the two pick up Crisscross. Yeah, like it's it's funnier. It's kind of lighter. Um, they both have kind of dark-ish endings, but the Crisscross just seems to throughout just have more kind of comic relief characters and just a lighter feel to all of it. So I I had a better time with it. Um, uh, what else did you see this week? Or? Um, I've been watching a lot of the Nickelodeon stuff on Netflix. There, I started with the Rugrats and then went on to Rocco's Modern Life. I haven't seen Rocco's Modern Life. I don't know what that is. You've never seen it? No, I've seen some Rugrats in my day. but uh, What do you yeah. think of Rugrats? Um, I actually, when I got Netflix, I started watching some of the early ones. The animation's look old in those. But uh, the music in that show is awesome. It's Mark Mothersbog or whatever, if you know who that is. I don't. Uh, he He's kind of done some Wes Anderson stuff, uh, including, like, oh, what, what's that? Oh, there's this amazing song in uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zizu that he did. I never saw Life Aquatic. It's not a super great movie, but this one music bit that happens is totally awesome. Uh, I I won't I I won't keep talking about a song I don't remember the name of, but Dude in General is pretty great. Uh, he did the soundtrack for uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I didn't mind that movie. I didn't mind it either, but for it's as not much great. as I hate Michael Sarah. I, all right, we've gone over that. I I like Cat Dennings is all right. So yeah, she's okay. Who else was in that? Ah, it doesn't matter. That that movie's okay. Um, I I probably expected a little more of it. But uh, okay, sorry. Rugrats is great. What what what's this? Rocco. Rocco's Modern Life. Um, I can't remember who created it. He's a dude that's created some other like stuff, I guess. I never saw any of it. Um, anyways, he described it pretty much as, like, experimental animation. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's on the same lines almost as Ren and Stimpy, with the, like, gross-out humor, but, like, not to that extreme. It's more just kind of weird. It's almost okay. like what anime is for, like, an American audience. Um, I'm looking at this cover. There's a cow and a kangaroo? Yeah, basically, uh, Rocco's a wallaby that moves from Australia to America. It's just kind of like chronicling his um, adventures, I guess. I can't remember the name of the place he lives, but yeah, that big cow guy that's his best friend named Heifer. Okay, that's Tom Kenny, who you all know as that dude who plays Spongebob, and I appreciate for his work on Mr. Show. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, Mr. Show is pretty awesome. I don't know if I could say I like Spongebob, but that's neither here nor there. And I'm I know, also not, like, eight years old, so... Right, right. We're just saying, that's that's what he's into now. Tom right. Kenny, he's a guy. Um, yeah, anyways, it's a show that came out in the early 90s. I remember watching it on uh, YTV, if you remember that, back in the day. I think they're still on, they're just not what they used to be. Yeah, with the VJs and stuff. I don't, I don't know. You don't I remember don't any of that? The video jockeys? And, like, between each show, they would come on they and, like, have, to yeah, the kids? They would have, yeah, annoying kind of super hyped-up people. That All I remember is PJ Katie at her farm. That was really annoying. 
And then there was uh, PJ Phil, I guess. PJ Phil. Yeah, he did, like, all the comic book stuff and whatever. They have that game show that was, like, all about spilling stuff on people. Uh Uh-oh or something. Uh Uh-oh. That's it. Yeah, that's the one. I watched a lot of that. They also, really far back in the day, to the point where, like, it's really hard for me to remember, because I probably was, like, four or five, they had a video game show where they would, like, play video games, and uh, I can't remember the name of it. It was almost, there was, like, obstacles and stuff. It was almost like American Gladiators, only with video game references and gaming at the end. Um, Weird. I don't remember this. Like, I know Starcade and stuff, but that's older and right. all arcade games. And then there was Video and Arcade Top 10, which was literally people standing there playing video games, and whoever got further or more points would win, and they would win a copy of the game and a chance for other prizes, and usually they had a home and studio player with them that would also win copies of the game. This would huh. have been, uh, this was a Super NES time, though. So, like, everything was pretty much Metroid and, you know, all that good stuff. But anyways, yeah, back in the day there, uh, Rocco's Martin Life, I don't know. It's one of those cartoons you kind of grow up with and have nostalgia for. You don't understand it when you're a kid, but when you watch it as an adult, you're like, wow, there's some really crazy stuff going on here, and I can't believe kids were allowed to be subjected to this because of, like, all the stuff they're not allowed to be right now. So it's, like, weird subversive kind of stuff? or Yeah. It's, like... It's a vibe I get off of uh, Invader Zim. Like, I don't know why that was on Nickelodeon, but I'm really happy it got out there somehow. Yeah, Invader Zim is awesome. I can't believe how crazy he went. they went with the marketing for that, though. Did they? Like, Oh, I guess there's shirts and stuff I've seen around. And, I gotta uh, send you a picture that someone posted on Twitter. It's just like, wow, I'm glad you like Invader Zim and stuff, but way to sell out. And it's just like, this whole area of a store with, like, Invaders in backpacks, t-shirts, keychains, like, pens, like, everything had so the weird. face on it. It was so weird. It's like something Weirdest stuff Japan. with that is when you actually read Jonan Vasquez comics, like, that guy is a dark, weird person. And the fact that he and was, like, awesome. given money to make a kid's show. Like, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac is one of the weirdest things I've ever read. It's just, like, the most bleak, black humor ever. And then you're and like, hey, let's give that guy a lot of money to market this to kids. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm down. Like, I have that box set. It's awesome. I listen to the commentaries and stuff, but that that show shouldn't have been made, really. Yeah, great, I'm though. there. I'm completely there. Uh, so, no, no other film stuff. Just a bunch of old Nickelodeon cartoons. Yep, pretty much. Do those it's hold hard up to okay? Like, yeah, yeah, surprisingly, I was looking at the like dates. Some of them came out. It's hard to believe they've been out for twenty years. Like. Damn, man. 20 years. Goes by fast. And animation fast. still looks kind of cool? Or? Uh, it looks kind of crappy on the Netflix. I bet if they released a Blu-ray and stuff of it, they could clean it up pretty good. Mm. Get some vectors in there, not just, like, crappy pencil scribblings. I don't know. Some of the old animation cells might be kind of... I don't know how they restore that stuff. Yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm no expert in film restoration. Although I did watch that documentary on the Vertigo DVD. But anyway, um, I guess the last movie I saw this week, um, if, if, is that okay? Moving on? Yeah, moving, moving on. on. Okay. Um, 
it's actually not out yet, I guess, here. It was a press screening. I'm pretty sure it's okay if I talk about it, but I haven't written the review yet. Um, it was, uh, it's one of the films nominated for Best Foreign Film, uh, the Canadian movie Incendies. I think I'm, I'm going to pronounce that right. Yeah, is it French? Yeah, it's a uh, French-Canadian, Quebec. And that's why it's foreign. Because even well, in no. Canada, they're kind of foreign. I guess. Like, like they don't want to be part of our country. No, but they're better at making art movies, I guess, than most of us. <laughs> than most Except of David us. Cronenberg. I, I don't know. It's David hard to Cronenberg believe, but every guy. Canadian is not automatically ready to go with the art. Yeah, we're not all amazing filmmakers, as it turns out, so it's too bad. But this this movie, man, I was I, I had no idea what it was about other than like, okay, it's it's probably in French, it's Canadian, and it's not made for this Oscar. Um, pretty, like I'm gonna say it's good. It's really bleak and kind of miserable though. I have no idea what this is about, and I have no idea what incendies means. Yeah, I I don't actually I don't know the translation of what the title means either, and I don't want to get into some of the final stuff that happens in the movie. But, um, basically, the movie opens with, uh, well, okay, the movie opens with, like, a Radiohead song and, like, a bunch of kids getting their heads shaved. Which Radiohead um, song? I don't know. I'm not a big Radiohead person, but I, I was pretty sure it was Radiohead, and then I stuck around through the credits, and I was like, yes, okay, that makes sense. And you didn't um, read the name of the song? It was, like, in French, so, yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Like, I was glancing at it, and the font was, like, red and white, so I was like, oh, we're... Which band was it? Okay, yeah, it was. Um, I'm sure everyone who sees it will be like, well, obviously it's Radiohead, but I only recently listened to like anything of theirs seriously, so whatever. Effective use of music, though, I'm going to say. A bunch of kids getting their heads shaved, um, presumably to be turned into, you know, child soldiers or whatever, you know, because that happens. It does. I'm not dismissing it. Um, it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah, sorry, that that came off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it um, and then it like it kind of just leaves that, and then uh, we are brought to like a lawyer's office where um, two twins are being informed that their mother, uh, like they're basically being read the mom's will and testament or whatever. The lawyer, however, is um, their stepfather, um, and so that that's kind of just a weird complication. But apparently, she insisted that he's the one that handled it because it's pretty personal. Okay, so that's not like a spoiler then. Oh no 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 no. The, the, I'm not going to get into spoiler stuff because there is stuff to spoil, but I don't want to do that for anybody. Um, they are basically handed uh, two envelopes. Um, the sister is handed one that says, like, give this to your real father. He is actually still alive. Um, and the other one is handed to the brother, and it's like, go, you actually have another brother. Um, go find him and give him this envelope. Um, so then the movie is kind of like, they, they, they obviously haven't heard any of this business before, um, so it's shocking and whatever. Um, the son is probably my least favorite character in the movie, just because of his attitude, like, he's super dismissive, and like, oh, I don't want to do that. So, immediately disliked him for some reason. Fortunately, he's not in the movie for a good chunk of So are they so. kid actors, or, like, how old is... No, they're like, no, they're like 18 Okay, so they're young adults, then. They're young adults, they're maybe 20 or something. They're, they're young people. Um, the daughter kind of immediately is intrigued and takes up the quest and heads out to the Middle East, I guess, Palestine area to kind of uh, dig into her mother's past. Then that's kind of when the movie starts doing some Godfather 2-style business where it shows, like, the flashback story of their mother's kind of journey and stuff at the same, like, intercut between it. Right. Um, 
which was pretty awesome. Like, that was pretty effective stuff, because they would basically set up a sequence um, by the daughter receiving some information or whatever, like, hey, your mom uh, used to go to university here. You should probably go check that out. Um, she used to work for the newspaper and whatever. And then you cut to the mom, and then you actually see that happen. Like, you see her time, like, with at university, working for the paper and stuff, when, like, a bunch of military forces occupy the area and shut it down and everything. I don't know the history of Palestine in, like, the 70s and 80s, so I can't speak as to the authenticity of some of the stuff that happens, but it seems pretty authentic, I guess. I'm not an expert in that field, though. And some pretty messed up business happens. Like, uh, they kind of, one of the first flashbacks you see of the mom is kind of like her decline in health or whatever. Um, and she obviously just kind of looks like weirdly traumatized or whatever. So like she's, she has a past where some bad business went down and yeah, some weird stuff happened to her. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to like get into specific details, basically just like violence against kids, like weird, like people dying, getting shot, craziness happens all around her. A good sense of tension through most of that stuff. Everything that makes an Oscar uh, film. Kind of, I guess. Uh, like, But, like, legitimately, like, it was just a kind of compelling story. And it, the pacing of it is definitely kind of, like, solemn and kind of contemplative, I guess, for a good patches of it. So it, it might be a little slow for some people. It's like two hours and ten minutes. Um, it being in French probably won't help a lot of people. Like, th- this is a movie for people who aren't afraid to go to the art house and get Okay, press, so this is know. a French-subtitled movie, then? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The there's, like, a couple little bits of English throughout, but 99% of it is in French. And then some of it's in Arab or whatever, but they don't translate that because the characters don't know what they're saying either. Right. So it kind of makes sense. Um, but, yeah, no, like, it... it, it has kind of a cool narrative structure to it with the two stories kind of constantly echoing each other I guess um then then the the other like the brother comes back into the mix of things once they kind of uh catch up I guess like the the flashback story kind of ends and then it just goes into the final revelations of what all happened and whatever um good final act I guess like I'm not going to I don't want to even start saying anything that happens, but the movie's good at pulling you along with this mystery and then kind of uh, unveiling some stuff. Like, I wasn't, like, blown away by anything that happened at the end of the movie, really, in terms of, like, what is revealed, but some people could be, I guess, if they haven't seen uh, some other movies, which I don't want to mention by name, because then you'll kind of know the nature of what the thing that happens might be. So, I'm I'm already getting into trouble. Um, it's good. It's a good movie. It's really depressing, though. So, yeah. And, and weird, like, violence against kids, I'm gonna say, just to iterate, happens, and it's messed up. <laughs> like, I mean, like, you've seen Planet Terror, right? I love Planet Terror. Yeah, I do too. And that scene where the kid shoots himself in the face, hilarious! Agreed. Um, this is not that. This, like, treats all that stuff with, like, gravity and, like, weird, harsh brutality. I guess, like, Kick-Ass we brought up, too. Like, it's kind of that feeling, but, like, the movie knows that that's messed up and treats it that way, and it's it's pretty messed up, so... Just a side note, yeah, incendies means fire. Okay, good. That's incendiary. It that's makes a lot of sense when you think about it. I feel like a moron. Um, so knowing no, the name yeah, is basically, like, fire... 
does that kind of make sense with the movie, or is it kind of one of these things that's like, yeah, that name means nothing? Or is it just an arty name? Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a lot of, there's some fire in the movie. Uh, one of the defining kind of moments in uh, the mother's life involves fire, so that's a good title. Okay, you don't have to go any it's not more bad. in there. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it, but, like, yeah, um, stuff gets burned. And okay, so, Ugh. if you like this movie, you will probably also enjoy... City of God? Okay. But it's less overtly stylish, I guess I would say. Uh, Barbarian Invasion... No, no, I haven't seen Barbarian Invasion, sorry. What was the one I was thinking of? Um, Well, one of them is four months, three weeks, two days, it kind of reminded me of, in terms of just, like, bleakness and kind of historical fiction, I guess. Have you seen that? I haven't, no. It's it's a depressing movie, too. Uh, it's, it's yeah, set in Eastern Europe during, like, oppressive government stuff and a lady's trying to get an abortion. It's it's not what a fun time. if I don't want to be depressed? If you don't want to be depressed, you probably shouldn't watch any of these movies. Um, oh, there was another one that was a pretty... Oh, Lives of Others is the other one I would compare okay. it to. For the same reason. Okay. So, all in all, I don't know, just a quick, like, out of ten, what would you say? Just Probably like an eight, So it's, like, theater-worthy. Um, again, like, again, with the caveat that you can put up with a movie that is not going to, like, have a dance number at the end or whatever. Like, Slumdog... It doesn't Slumdog Millionaire and just be like, and now it's all fine! Yeah! Party! It... No things happen. It should probably bad. also be known that oh. like, as far as normal movie goers go, you are not a normal movie goer and people looking for a good time will probably not like a lot of stuff you like. I know, so I, that's why I kind of feel obligated to be like, hey, hey, I liked it but maybe don't watch it kind of thing. So, I, yeah, like, if, if those three films I mentioned uh, sound interesting to you, Let's put it this way, if you have fan. heard of those three films he mentioned, you might enjoy this. Maybe. Um, in terms of City of God, I only bring it up because, again, like, the weird child, child violence stuff. Like, it's not it's not that kind of pacing or, like, zip wow style kind of stuff. It's it's well shot and everything. Like, I was actually quite impressed with some of the uh, uses of uh, on-location type stuff. But, um, yeah, it's not a... It's not a quick, fast-paced, flashy movie. It is very kind of solemn. And Do you happen to know who the director for this is? Serious? No, I, I just like I again like no knowledge of this movie. So like, if this wins, it'll probably it might be safe to say it's probably one of his like most known movies, maybe. Whoever this is, <laughs> yeah. Um, he has to on. have released something else if he's like in the Oscar running. Well, probably. I I don't know. Like, going in, like, I don't... I haven't seen any of the films on the... Uh, other than this one now, for the best foreign film. So I was, like, kind of previously annoyed. Like, oh, why wasn't Mother nominated? This, this I can say, deserved a nomination. It's, it's, a, it's a strong... Yeah, movie. I should be watching Dog too soon, so we might be able to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I was thinking about that, and I'm, like, watching this and knowing what I know about that, I found, I found it kind of weird that it's, like, kids getting messed up is just <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Kids? About. Kids? No. Which I've, I don't want to really. I, yeah. 
uh, he this director has like nine things. A couple of them are short films and documentaries. So like nothing really in movie. the limelight or anything. No, like last year apparently the movie uh, Polytechnique, which is about a massacre in '89 in Montreal, which I've never heard of, but that sounds pretty messed up. Um, some misogynistic serial killer or something. I I don't know. Dude's been making movies for a little bit. He knows what he's doing. Um, but anyway. Oh, I guess we should say his name. Uh, Dennis uh, Villeneuve. I, I apologize to French speakers. Yeah, we're not actually everywhere. like stereotypical or racist or anything. We're just stupid. No, no. Like, dude, some of my favorite music's from France. Daft you know? Punk. Like, nothing. Sure. Justice. Uh, Danger. Uh, check that out. It's got an album coming out. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I guess final thoughts. Incendies is good. Uh, yeah. Watch it. I will. If you, you know, that that kind of stuff. And yeah, Dogtooth. Um, I have I know nothing sounds. about Dogtooth. I kind of want to keep it that way going into it, because I think it'll be amazing. Okay, I won't tell you what I know, because, yeah, it sounds, sounds rough. I don't know. I'm interested in seeing it. Well, I know they were talking but, about uh, it on the behind-the-screen door a little bit, and it, yeah. <laughs> it sounds interesting, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I read their review, too, and it's... From that stuff, it's what did they give it out of curiosity? Yeah, what did they give it? Uh, four out of five. I think that's pretty good. Who was it? Yeah, no, it's it's supposed to be good. Uh, Alex Morrow. Why are we talking anyway? Um, news, I guess. News should be on news because that's that's all I've seen. Uh, I think that's all. Yeah, it's been a pretty dry week. Yeah, there's in theaters and stuff too, there's not really much that I'm. What about seeing, the right? Like, like I kind of want to see it, but then I was reading stuff that people were saying, yeah, what you think you're going to see from the trailers, you're not going to see. It's like PG-13. I don't like demon movies, really. Like, if I'm going to watch any Possession movie, I'm just going to watch the one people keep talking about, The Exorcist, and I kind of want to see The Omen, even though it's not... You never exactly saw The Omen? The Either no, one of I them? I never did. Nope. Just missed all those. Um, I finally saw Rosemary's Baby. Like earlier this year, or early last year. Yeah, that's year. when you were on your so, um, Polanski kick, right? Yeah, I quite. I really that. like so that like, movie. Hey, I could see why groups. people would hate it. I yeah, there's. I've talked to quite a few people, like in real life, not the internet, because the internet, everybody loves everything and everyone hates everything. But uh, right. a lot of people, I don't know, they can't stand that movie at all. They think it's stupid and slow and stuff. But I'm like. You're not looking at it from the right perspective, I don't think. I don't think many people that don't like Polanski are looking from the right perspective. You have to kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah, like, it's not about instant payoff, which I kind of enjoy. Like, he holds off and then punches you, which is Or good. sometimes just a slap. But, I mean, yeah, that's okay, too, like, depending on the movie. That's, did you that's ever fine. see The Knife like, There's something waiting at the end. Yeah, I, I did, really yeah. like that movie. I think we mentioned it. No, it's good. It's good. Um, how did we? Oh, Satan. Yeah, news. Right. <laughs> news. N- none of it pertaining to Satan, though. So I have no good lead-in for that. Um, Superman. He he he's been cast. He could be a demon. And it's a dude. Henry Cavill, maybe. No, I, I mean Superman. So, I don't know who he is. If you Super- think that, like, he probably goes against the Catholic dogma because he's like basically a god. I guess so. Okay, so Superman is a demon. Know. Anyways, <laughs> playing this demon now is Henry Cavill. 
Wright, who apparently was a big deal on The Tudors, which is a show I never watched. And um, that's it, really. Like, he's 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 kind of a new guy. I can't uh, say I know the name. I, I still... I can't hmm? say I know the name. Yeah, I, I have nothing really against him, obviously, because I've never seen him. Um, and as much as I love John Hamm, like, people were right, and he was right. He's too old for the part, and that wouldn't really work, so... I don't know. What about Christopher Reeve? Just, he's well, dead. No, he's I mean, around. what did you think of him as Superman? Oh, he, he was he was perfect. He, he is Superman. What are you talking about? He was perfect casting. Even in those terrible movies, he somehow brought some sort of, you know, heart to those. He's dead. <laughs> no, I was like, I thought you meant, like, he's, why don't we cast yeah, him? Yeah, that I was, would be a huge reason like, why baffled. we couldn't cast him in a movie. Right. No, I'm no disrespect to Christopher Reeve. He's amazing. yeah. He seems like a good um, guy. I, I thought Brandon Routh was okay too, to be honest. So I wouldn't have been disappointed if they just said we got it back. But I guess they're going in a different direction. Zack Snyder. I still don't know how I feel about him. I I have the Watchmen now. I've been I'm meaning to about talk with you about this for a while, and I think now might be an okay time to do it. What do you have against Zack Snyder? Zack Snyder? I have Watchmen What's wrong with the Zack Watchmen? Snyder. Uh, uh, okay. what, do you, what do you have uh, wrong the with casting? the Watchmen? Okay. Uh, almost everything, maybe, except uh, Jackie Earl Haley is great. So, yeah. And I like Patrick Wilson, but he's in the wrong role in that movie. He should have played Dr. Manhattan. Just saying. Um, I don't really like Billy Crudup. So he's not helping things. I thought he was kind of boring as Doctor Manhattan. Uh, Malin Ackerman was terrible. So I, yeah, I won't that. disagree with you on that. What were you expecting out of the watch out of Watchmen? Just out of curiosity, I was I was actually I went into it extremely nervous because like I I did enjoy the book quite a bit and I just like going in it's it's the three hundred guy who also directed like Dawn of the Dead handling like one of the most revered comics ever so like i was i was apprehensive already um they they kind of apparently rejiggered uh oh dude's name what is wrong with me uh salt snake david hater david hater his script that he he wrote the first kind of screenplay for it and then zach penn i think retouched it that dude's not that awesome um so yeah, went in pretty nervous, and then they just they did what I was worried they would do. They kind of amped up the violence in weird places where it wasn't appropriate. Like the scene where it lost me pretty much was like that first bit where uh, Night Owl and uh, Silk Spectre are just kind of you know they they've been out of the business for a bit and they're just kind of walking around, and then they get jumped in that alley. Yep. You know. Uh, in the book, they like punch two dudes and like break a guy's yeah. arm. In the movie, they kill, like, ten yeah. people, which I was like, oh, no, really? Like, they went from zero to, like, a, like a million percent in, like, no time at all. I was so annoyed with that scene because it didn't really seem to fit the characters either. They just casually murdered some people, and then they're like, that was fun. Let's go home and have sex. Like, what? No. Oh, you missed it. So that, yeah, th- that, that, that whole tone to the movie with, like, amped up violence. Really did okay, I see where you're coming from. Um, you're coming from the kind of the guy that's a fan of the original source material, obviously. Which, like, I would maybe say probably like 
at least 60% to 70% of the people that w were interested in this movie at all were. Uh, I went into it. I'm, yeah, I'll I like that. the source material. I understand why they did stuff for a movie because, let's be honest, that source material in a lot of spots would be kind of boring as a movie, like for the masses. This is a movie oh, for everybody. I. I wish they didn't exactly make tailor it to the masses. I don't think they did a good job of that either, though, because that movie didn't do especially well, and it's still kind of dry and weird and self-important. How do you mean self-important? And oh, like it's the, the handling of the material, just like setting it, like I, I they had to set it in the '80s, I guess, but it just seems kind of weirdly removed from time. And Richard Nixon's in it more than he should be. Yeah, he shouldn't that be in anything. Weird. What do you think of the ending? Uh, the change to the ending was kind of a bummer, too, although the original ending is just really I weird. thought it was necessary but, for the movie. But they kind of have to distract... Like, the whole notion is you got to distract humanity from fighting amongst itself, so how are you going to do that if a American-made super dude destroyed everything, you know? Like... That doesn't help the situation. Like, it didn't serve the same plot function. Like, it kind of made sense, but I, I don't know. I Again, I'm going to watch it again. I have the director's cut. Like, see right, that but it was one of those all. things where he attacked hum uh, American soil, too. So, like, he was... Right, so hopefully that balances it out like a fail Well, as situation. far as the world saw him, he That's was rogue, right? Like, of yeah, course they're going to say, it, hey, Americans, you created this monster and stuff, and I mean... You're never going to get away from that unless you go with the original ending, I guess. But I don't know. I thought they had to do it. Otherwise, it would just be kind of one of those things like, okay, what? I I would have really liked that, though, if someone was just like, no, giant alien squid monster. We need to have that. And it's just like, okay. I don't know. That would have been a great spectacle. And then World of the Worlds would start playing just and Tom Cruise would come up. No, just... Uh... <laughs> It's dead. It's a dead thing. But how did they tie that in? Either like it was like the guy who bioengineered the thing somehow tied to the whole thing, or he was the artist on that comic book, or something, something. I don't know. Ah, uh, whatever. I yeah, that movie. But anyway, Zack Snyder's Superman. Um, he does slow mo a lot, so that'll be cool. I guess. <sighs> whatever. Do you want to talk about Lois Lane? Yeah, let's talk about Lois Lane. Okay. Apparently, one of the I I I don't know. I'm I'm I'll watch Watchmen again. We'll finish that. Sometime. Well, I mean, it's one of those um, things. I can see where you're coming from, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. It's I just I don't know. I found it kind of weird because I hadn't really got your side ever. I've just kind of heard you on other podcasts, okay. just every now and then, make a snide remark against Snyder. Just be like, oh, Watchmen. Yeah. No, it's he's like a pulpy kind of campy thing. Like Sucker Punch looks like the perfect fit for him. Absolutely, I, I am looking forward to that movie it. so yeah, hard. And I like Dawn of the Dead actually. So that's, that's the movie that won me God. over because Romero's like one of my favorite all-time people. Like his uh, Dead trilogy are my favorite movies ever. So like remaking Dawn of okay. the Dead was pretty. I guess it would be akin to your re uh, making the Watchmen for Snyder. Uh, where I find, where you, right, where you found he failed with Watchmen, I think he succeeded with Dawn of the Dead. He did his same sort of campy, weird stuff. He kind of missed the whole point of, like, why Romero did 
stuff as like, you know, a commentary on social situations and how people react under like a mass chaotic thing going on. Uh, he turned it more into like a horror show with some of those elements here and there, but I think it was fun. Like, Sni- I don't think Snyder movie. can like, do good, good. I think he can do fun. Like, I don't think good being like I don't think he'll ever be nominated for yeah. an Oscar. Well, not anytime soon. Yeah, but he can just... definitely do fun movies, and I mean, part of it was the lead up to Watchmen. All the trailers said like from the visionaries director of you know, uh, three hundred. It was just yeah, like, he was in a visionary. Three hundred was pretty okay though. Pe- the word visionary was just being tossed around a lot. I don't know. I went into that movie not really feeling. But anyway, Lois Lane. Um, apparently, the buzz on the street was Kristen right. Stewart, and I didn't hate that, as we discussed last week. Like, because I affiliate her with Adventureland as opposed to those uh, vampire films. But apparently, she turned it down, so that's not even a thing anyway. Um, some of the actresses' names being kicked around now are Jessica. Uh, Beale, no, don't like uh, that. Malin Ackerman. Yep. Pretty terrible. Olivia Wilde. I could deal uh, with that, maybe. She was pretty awesome in a. She doesn't. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't seem girly enough. I don't think she could pull that off, though. Yeah, no, I know. I'm actually gonna hold off on. Actually, no. Here's the. Oh, some Glee actress. I've never seen Glee, and I I never will. I'm not even gonna say her name. Yeah, they ruin songs. Keep going. They ruin songs. Um, so here's here's the two best picks, I guess, from this. Oh, Rachel McAdams yes. and Myla Kunis. Uh, I'm actually, I probably should have reversed that. Cause I, yeah, I Rachel McAdams definitely Rachel McAdams. Really for that. Um, did you see Morning Glory? No, I didn't. It's good. It's actually not is that it on bad. Netflix? Um, which is surprising to me. Not yet, no. It's, I don't even think it's on DVD mm. yet. Um, that movie did bad at the box office, too. But anyway, um... She does reporter really well, so that plays into that. So I hope that happens. But um, I don't know. That that that's all speculation at this point. We'll see what happens. But Henry Cavill is your Superman. Uh, I don't know. Read up on him because he's he's nobody right now. Um, somebody who is somebody that was terrible. Uh, Just Gordon Levitt. Uh, no, guy. remind me. Uh, he was in such popular films as Inception and Mysterious. And yep. See what I did there? I paired a really popular yep, one. Yep, that's pretty good. No he was also, for everyone else, oh. 30 Rock. The kid from 30 Rock. No, 30 Rock. Third no, Rock from the Sun. Rock. Whatever. They're the same thing. Right. Yeah. And 10 Things I Hate About You, which I don't like at all. But anyway. Yeah, I um, agree with you on that. Joseph Gordon uh, is apparently... He might end up in the next Batman film, uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I don't know. What would he like, play? Why this is exactly that's kind of the thing people Robin? are thinking around. Like, is he gonna be another villain, or would he just be like a, a DA or something? Like, would he just be a government official or something like that? I don't know. Well, what do you think is the best Robin. fit for him in that universe? I don't want Robin at all, though. Although he would be a very likable Robin. Yeah, he would be. I dude. yeah, I was kidding. I don't want that at all. Okay, um, good. I don't know. Dude looks good in a suit. I'm gonna say a DA. Right. Just yeah, or he'll just be a newscaster. I don't know. Just be walking around on the street. Uh, maybe Harvey Dent had okay. a secret son. 
secret secret sound of Harvey. Calling Dent. it. You heard no, it here first. Terrible. Or some gangster. No, he's too young. I don't. I don't know. But anyway, uh, him being in the movie is not a bad thing at all. So look forward to that. I don't. I don't really have much more to say about him, but he, he's great. So watch his films. Uh, even Havoc. Did you ever see Five Hundred Days of Summer? How yeah, is it? I own that movie. It's a good movie. Oh, well, yeah. I saw the good. ending. I saw the last half an hour, like where he goes for that like interview. Oh, like don't don't what? spoil. He goes yeah. for the interview. But don't. Spoil. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I didn't um, say what happens, yeah, and like that thing happens before that. Right, that thing totally happens. Um, but like, is it worth watching the yeah. rest of it? No, it's a good movie. I thought so. It's it's got a fun sense of humor to it. I haven't seen it since I first saw it. But I, I put it off for so long because it had that like, "Hey, we're indie, pretentious feel that Juno had." I felt, but I don't know. It doesn't. I don't get the ire towards that because I don't know. Like, there's specifically a sequence where they kind of make light of uh, French. Uh, I guess what would you call it? Like new wave movies. And I don't really, from everything I've seen so far in, in film classes and academic studies and everything, I don't really like French New Wave movies. So I was totally fine with them taking a little pot shot at that. You go ahead and do that. Make fun of Godard. That guy's overrated. So, um, yeah, I was fine with that joke. Apparently it really Like who? Me. But, um, uh, the, I don't, I, I just <laughs> like being vague about it. It was the screen, guys. <laughs> I did that on purpose. That was purposeful. Instead of us just ragging on Alex Navarro and Matt. By the way, we sh- we love um, those guys. They have guys, bad opinions about that movie. We sure, just disagree they're, they're, with a lot of cool stuff. Guys, but yeah, I'll keep listening and reading, but I won't agree with half of it. But anyway, uh, no, it's a good film. Zoe Deschanel is in it a lot. Um, good kind of bittersweet sense of humor to a lot of it. Chloe Moretz is in it in like a early ish, not early role, but pre-kick-ass, which I find kind of weird. Um, so look out for that. It, it's pretty good. Um, last story is uh, kind of a report came out of the top ten movie business earner people in right. the industry. And I just kind of want to read through these names. Uh, some of them I was kind of surprised by. Some not so much. But, uh, oh man, one of them a whole bunch that I just read. But anyway, starting at the bottom, uh, Robert Downey Jr., that was just for Iron Man, million. though. Let's be honest. Like, everybody I've talked to has um, seen Iron Man 1 and 2, like, in theaters the minute they came out. Okay. Okay, but, I mean, Due Date didn't do poorly. and I. Uh, that movie was okay. I One of my friends hated it. Like, they're like, don't even go. Like, seriously, you'll just waste your time and money and blah, blah, blah. They went on for about 10 minutes just hating on it. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then the next thing I did, obviously, was I went to go see it. It's pretty okay. It's, yeah, like, I've heard, like, a bunch of reviews, it was just like, this, this movie's terrible. It's like, imagine playing strands and automobiles, but the two main characters I, suck. I don't think I like, the characters oh, okay. suck. I think they should have spent a little more time building the relationship. It kind I understand. It does seem a little weirdly rushed or something, but at the same time, like, I just wasn't taking most of anything seriously anyway, so I was like, sure, why not? Why wouldn't they kind of become friends? And there's one key event that happens where, like, these should probably become friends after The that. part in that dude's house? You know what? I'm gonna say it. They bust him out yeah, of Mexico or whatever. I, like, that, that, that yeah, and then, like, after that, how he's still kind of cold to him, it's like, dude, you're a dick. Like, seriously, you're straight yeah, up dick. Yeah. 
exactly. So I lost all animosity towards Ethan Tremblay at that point and started kind of raising my eyebrow rub against his character. I don't even remember his name. Um, I like Ethan Tremblay. Yeah, I, I had no issues with that side of it. It's, it's not a bad character name. It's so ridiculous. And I like Zach Galifianakis, so whatever. Um, that would have transitioned okay into number eight, but number nine is Taylor Vaughn. I could see that. That is the clean market, man. His know, name on his shirt like, will alert, sell it. Robert Pattinson isn't on this list. So Taylor is like doing some good business deals or managing his money better or something. I don't know. I was kind of surprised he was able to do that. Uh, 33.5 yeah. million, by the way. That I don't know, man. Bank, that man. guy's pretty That's ripped. Crazy. Yeah, so he just shows up somewhere and people... I don't know. If I had to choose, I, I don't guess. know those movies, but I'm totally Team Jacob. I'm just saying nice. because right. like that dude I, seems like a guy you could hang out with and have like a pizza with, maybe. Although probably not because he would want to like right. bench press you after to work it out. Where like Robert Pattinson looks like he would just be crying the whole time. Oh, you, I am also a Team Jacob supporter, I guess we should say. Um, just yeah, he's got a more down to earth kind of approachable thing, as opposed to like the weird ghostly, uh, vacant Keanu Robert Reeves Pattinson like thing. So yeah. Yeah, that's a fair comparison, I guess. Like, where's T- Taylor on? He's just and wasn't he Shark Boy? You know, and he just wants a friend to hang out. Shark Boy's yeah, a good guy. Good kid. So maybe he invested that Shark Boy money. And he was also in that Valentine's Day but, movie, which, like, every girl I know was, like, swooning over. So, I mean, he's done some good stuff. Oh, he was in that? Okay. I didn't know he was actually in that many kind of side projects. Like, I've seen Rob Pattinson pop up. And, like, yeah, but have you noticed how, like, uh, looking at those cover art pictures and stuff, he looks the exact same in every picture. Yeah, he's kind of got the same pale movie That's thing his thing, I guess, on. which works for the 13-year-old crowd, but I don't think it works so much when you get, like, older than 18 and realize life isn't gloomy. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But anyway, good good for him, I guess. I have no hatred towards him. Um, Todd Phillips is number eight, uh, director of Due Date. So that's see how it would have worked pretty so nice. Well that dude looks well. like Gregory House, kind of. I, I, who's Gregory House, Gregory MD. House. Okay. See, I, I I don't know that show well enough. If you said Hugh Laurie, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. I see. But I mean, I, I don't know. Hugh Laurie uh, looks different than House. Stuff, so I don't know. Just, I guess, just a brief, brief, brief. What are your thoughts on The Hangover? His big breakout. I like it. It's definitely the type of movie you want to watch with some buddies or like in a full theater. Watching it alone, it's kind of dry. Yeah, because I I saw it with a group of people and had an okay time, and then I like watched on DVD again. What am I doing with my life? Why is this funny? I mean, Zach Galifianakis is in it, and that speech about the Wolfpack isn't bad. I'll say every part where he's primarily, like, there is okay. Everything else is mediocre at best. Like, him kicking at that kid's phone is pretty good. What's that, sorry? Like, that kid's taking a picture of him or whatever, and he just kicks Yeah, that's pretty good. thought that was kind of funny. thought that was alright. I don't know. I think for how anyway, many yeah. good like people were in it, it should have been better. Like I love Ed Helms; he's okay in it. Bradley Cooper was okay in it. Like they're all just kind of okay, and I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. just that they don't have like as good chemistry as 
you would think they would have together. It's one of those movies that you just, like, literally, you have a few drinks with your friends or, like, whatever. You're just hanging out, having a good time. And, like, you all kind of laugh at the stupid parts and mimic it at the time. But it's not something you quote and, like, laugh about. Yeah, it doesn't have... Right, exactly. It, it hit huge that summer, which was weird. And, you know, I'll probably see Hangover 2. I don't know how they're going to relive the magic in, like, Thailand or whatever, but okay. Um, Moving on up the list, uh, number seven, Adam Sandler. That's because of Happy Madison. And, like, well, it just has to be because yeah. of, like, all the movies and probably the amount of money he pulls in from DVD sales of previous stuff and whatever he does. I just, I'm I'm bummed out by that because like it's basically encouraging him to keep making garbage as opposed to like the couple okayish things he did. Like, right, and I think he should be spending his money producing like new upcomers instead of doing stuff that he does now. Because I hate the stuff he does now. But I'm more disappointed. Like I didn't see Grown Ups, but I did see Zohan. And I'm more disappointed with the next one on the list. I don't like oh, that guy. I like his movies okay. I like, sometimes. Um, I don't like that, like, every single thing he does has, like, that hey, I'm creepy, right, style. <laughs> I, like, to be fair, I haven't seen, like, uh, Corpse Bride and stuff. I did find it weird that his name kind of dominated the marketing of Nine, even though he didn't direct that movie. Yeah, wasn't he just, um, like, a producer? Yeah, him and the wanted director kind of produced that movie. I don't, I don't even love that movie. It's just like somehow that became associated with the Tim Burton brand. And, and the thing that I think there. that bothers me like, is he, all the movies that he does without that like style are like my favorite movies of his. Like I loved Big Fish. I thought it was awesome. Mars Attacks and Ed Wood. I haven't seen what? that in a long time. Ed Wood, I would I, well, all that stuff kind of still maintains some of his Ed Wood or sorry, Tim Burtonisms, you know. But it's it's done in a different yeah, way. in the good way, not the like pretentious way. Like it's like when he's restrained, he can his movies become better all of a sudden. And yeah, because like Tim Burton, like fifty three million dollars, I should say. Like Alice in Wonderland was a movie like when I first saw concept art and stuff. I was like, wow, this is like a perfect universe. And then you saw the movie, right? And, yeah, and then I saw it, and I was just kind of like, all right, like I was just totally underwhelmed by all of it. So except that lead actress was pretty good. I'm not going to take away from And I had a problem that he ruined one of the best operas ever with Sweeney Todd. That movie like is that terrible, but that is an awesome story. And if you ever get a chance to see it in the local, like, Philharmonic Orchestra and stuff, it's really like, good. see it live? Okay, yeah. Because, like, so, like, one or two of the songs seemed kind of cool, but, like, something about the movie, yeah. The critics loved it, too. That was a pretty well, good hit. The way I saw it originally, it almost has, like, it's a dark humor, and I don't know, I didn't get any of that, I just got crap from what he produced, but whatever. Um, I like Johnny Depp, though, and that kind of complicates things, because he's in all of his movies. Yeah, so, that guy. Yeah. Ed Wood, though, man, that was a good movie, so I'm, I, 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 I like Tim Burton up to a point, I guess, and then okay, kind of I'll, drops off. Yeah, of I'm with you on that 100%. Like, I never saw Charlie Don't the Chocolate Factory. Don't bother. Did you ever see Willy Wonka in um, the Chocolate Factory? Yeah. The original uh, parts of it back when Go I went to the Go buy it, store. watch it, um, and keep that as your memory really? of that story. I like Gene Wilder a lot, but I'm, I don't know. That seems to me maybe one of those movies that, like, 
a generation of kids grew up with it and they love it. Whereas I grew up with like Space Jam, so that's my Willy Wonka. <laughs> the Space Jam? Uh, yeah. That's a Space great Jam. movie. Michael Jordan. Bugs Bunny. Uh, Gene Wilder of our time. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is number five, and just lumping that in, Christopher Nolan is number yeah, four. Yeah, so together they make um, 62 million and 71.5. Pretty much. Which I, I'm happy to see. The, those are some of my favorite dudes working in the industry, so nice to see. Nice to see that happen. Um, Inception did big, obviously. Shutter Island did quite well with. Actually, really well. That's like Scorsese's second highest grossing movie ever. Um. Yeah, it's nice to see Leo get his, and Nolan, you know, keeps climbing up there. Uh, Steven Spielberg, That's number three. That's because he released Avatar um, like 20 times. Steven Spielberg? Oh, never mind. I thought you... Yeah. <laughs> Don't you <laughs> no, sully the name Steven Spielberg. No, we're going to get to that later. Right. No, no I yeah, thought you were a little... Was I was getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I got excited. I'm just annoyed that somehow your brain had like the Freudian slip of mixing up those two because one is great and one is. Not you mean so Spielberg's great. the not but so anyway. great, right? I know. No, I'm kidding. what are you talking about? I just <laughs> okay, wanted to fine. hear you freak out. I'm in an irritable mood apparently. Okay, Steven Spielberg. I don't. He didn't direct anything this year. I guess it's just all the producing work he does. Um, I'm trying to think what noteworthy films he's produced in the past, like produced? in 2010. Yeah, because his name's on a lot of stuff you wouldn't expect. Like, he, he, he's the executive producer on True yeah. Red, as it turns well, out. Well, his name's on, so like, everything. That's fun. You don't make a movie yeah, no, he's definitely anywhere without tied his into name a lot on of stuff. It. Without talking to Steven Spielberg. He's like the Don. You have to ask his permission. Before you can get a, Well, past a certain budget point. Maybe, yeah, because yeah. he's the only one that can um, afford a lot of movies. Let me just see what his production credits are. That, I, I'm, looking I'm looking forward to, forward to Cowboys and Aliens. Oh my that god! I, yeah, that trailer was really good. Um, yeah, not much in 2010 really. Like the Pacific, the HBO series. Uh, Hereafter, the re- like reasonably well received the Eastwood uh, flick. Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, I, I should probably watch that. I I'm okay with Eastwood. That guy's cool. And then True Grit, which actually ended up being a pretty big money maker, which. That hasn't happened for the Coens ever, so that's kind of cool. Um, I mean, like, Burn After Reading and No Country did okay, but, like, $150 million, like, that's really good. Um, so, yeah, Steve Spielberg, he, he's got his hand in a bunch of parts of the industry and making stuff happen. Next year is going to be big for him, or this year, rather, 2011. Uh, Johnny Depp, number two, with $100 million. Did I mention how much money Steve Spielberg put down? How much? Yeah. $80 million. Anyway, Johnny Depp, $100 million. I don't, I don't, how did, uh, the tourist did really poorly, I don't know if you know. I'll be honest with you, really I did not want to watch it, I just didn't care. Just, oh yeah, I keep, yeah, right, Alice in Wonderland was last year, and that movie did gangbusters business, like a billion How did Public so Enemies do? That. Uh, that, that was 09. Yeah. Uh, apparently okay. Yeah, because I know a lot of people um, wanted to see it. I don't know how many of those people ever reported back that they saw it, but I heard some bad things about it. Uh, it, barely, it barely broke even in the... Oh no, it didn't quite break even in the States alone, but then overseas it did pretty well, so $115 million profit around there. I didn't really like it, I'm going to say, Public Enemies, um, mainly because of the style of the filming. 
like, people have brought this up before. This is not an original thought at all. But uh, he basically, like, Michael Mann basically is like, hey, digital handheld cameras in the 30s. And it was like, okay, this, no, you did it wrong. Yeah. You did a bad job. Like, that's not, that doesn't fit subject matter whatsoever. Oh, whatever. Despite, like, some elements of that movie being totally fine. Like, yeah, I was going to ask how he is as Dillinger. Mary was good. He's good. He, he's good. He has, like, s- some of the best scenes in the movie are because of that giant depth swagger, you know? He's got some business going on. Uh, Marion Cotillard actually was really good in it, too. Um, so, yeah, th- there's quality stuff in it. It's just, like, the way that story is presented to you just doesn't fit what you're seeing. And I was kind of annoyed by that. Um, and number one, like, far outstripping Giant Depp's $100 million. Uh, James Cameron with 250 Yep, you could buy Johnny dollars. Depp two and a half times. Well, <laughs> this isn't the worth of being Maybe worth, it should be. But I see what you mean. Yeah, like, this is how much you're worth. No, this is just one year of earnings, so those guys are all significantly wealthier than... Uh, okay, like we were, like I was saying before, we all know why Cameron's there, let's be honest. He milked that, yeah, like, every month it was released somehow. Somewhere. But, but yeah, that, I, I don't want to, I've, I've spent, like, a year just slamming I'm not Avatar slamming Avatar. Like I that. think it's, I like the movie, even though it is Pocahontas. I yeah. like it because, yeah. or I don't like that it was released, like, literally every month it was re-released into theaters in 3D or IMAX or blah, blah, blah. Then the DVD, then the Blu-ray, and the 3D. Like, it's just... And then it came back, and then it came back just again for a little bit. It didn't do super well on the re-release, yeah. though. So, like, people were kind of like, I own that now. What are you talking about? Which made sense. But, yeah, that movie cleaned up over You have to give him some credit for business. actually using 3D the way it's supposed to be done. Like, at the first person to actually do it. it like, yeah. Like, I guess, like, I gotta give him some credit for realizing some of the limitations of 3D and working within that and making a big eye-popping spectacle for everybody. But, like, and, the, you know, Industrial Light Magic, I'm not going to take away anything from them. They did an extremely good job. But the creature designs behind the effects work they did were really, really poor, I'm going to say. Like, that horse had six Yeah, like, yeah, I agree with you there. Like, that panther had a weird thing on its head, and now it's an alien. Like, it was just some of the laziest business ever in that part, but it looks real in a way. The CG was really good, but... He still holds a place <sighs> in my heart because anyway, he made Aliens. He did make Aliens. I, I have no no problems with the early Terminator stuff either. Um, I try to... Just, like, James Cameron had some stuff going on. You know what? True, True Lies is awesome. That movie's fun. He's snapping next. Tom Arnold's there. Jamie Lee Curtis dancing around. They should make a sequel to that movie in 3D. I would pay to see that. Now that now that Arnold's not a governor anymore, they need to make that happen. Yep. They should team up. True Lies 2. Like, Return of... like His name's Harry. Master. I can't remember his last name. Uh, awesome. I should see that again. That, is there a good release of that? Just final, I guess, thoughts on A True good release? Lies. I have the, like, first pressing DVD, so... Probably not. Yeah, which I don't think... Yeah, because I was going to say, I didn't even buy it, like, when it came out. I bought it, like, a year ago, so probably not. Yeah. 
Yeah, that movie needs a proper, like, Blu-ray or something. The Rock, too. Like, the best version of The Rock is the Criterion. I haven't found that anywhere. Which, I love that that movie has a Criterion on release, but, uh, yeah, the regular DVDs of that are garbage. Just don't even... Yeah, I have it. Well, garbage compared to the majesty that is The Rock. Like, you need to see that quarter spinning on that table. Yeah, that movie is awesome. Yes, it is. Anyway, um, True Lies is also great. Uh, James Cameron, you know, he, he had it. He was he was doing awesome stuff, and then at some point he was like, I can make billions of dollars. That made a lot of sense. I can't fault him for it. Uh, are you going to see Titanic yes. in 3D when they re-release that? I haven't seen Titanic in like a decade. I might end up going. I don't know. Like, I was going to just trash talk that notion, but... What do you have against Titanic? It's a classic love story on the most tragic event in human history. Nah, well, that's an overselling. <laughs> well, Titanic. next to like, like 9/11, a couple thousand people that was died. Probably much worse. Or you know, like World War Two. <laughs> but no, that wasn't nearly whatever. We won. Oh wow. No, I know, but way worse business happened during that. But anyway, let's not let's not yeah. start saying weird controversial things. This about is not the tragedies. Holocaust. They're all terrible. Exactly. I didn't want to end up having to go there. The Holocaust. Yes, it is nowhere near. <laughs> sure. It happened earlier, so maybe at the time. Uh, what about the Halifax explosion? No one talks about. That's because we're Canadian. That happened, and a lot of people died. We are Canadian. We should be. We should remember that. I had a comic book from McDonald's. Went wait. Just told me all about it. That that happened. It was bad. It was the biggest explosion before nuclear warheads. Yeah. Uh, Think about that. Fun side note, actually, in Canada, we had to learn about that in social studies. I don't know if it ever came I up, did. really. There was I, a whole, I had like, to see that on my own. That's great. You, that's that's something you should learn about. Kids should learn I'm about sure the it's the same explosion. way they, like, talk about the stuff that happens in, like, Boston and the Great... San Francisco fire and all that stuff too, so. Oh, right. I guess regional kind of business. Or just, you know, quarantine. I haven't. I should read up on the San Francisco fire. I don't know about that. Like, as I should. Was it also an earthquake kind of happened? I can't remember what happened. The problem is. Was there a great, or was there a great Chicago fire? We're mixing these Something up. happened in San Fran. Um, <laughs> there was earthquakes. Yeah. Anyway. Again, like we're yeah, we're, we're not geographists movies, or uh, historical events, or not not necessarily our strong suit. But uh, hey, history's important, and, and it rewrites itself about the Halifax explosion. Sure, sure. Uh, I I don't know. That that's kind of that's all I've got for news. So uh, we have an email, right? So people can write us now. In theory, in theory. if you want to write us. Yeah, you could ask. We us actually have a Twitter account too, preferably. TV shows? Alright, just all right, lay so all if that. you want to reach us, the email is themoviemonks, all one word, at gmail.com. Or you could follow us on Twitter. Right. It's the at sign, and it's moviemonks. The moviemonks, sorry. Okay. So, like, the Facebook. The Facebook. That kind of thing. Right. Uh, do we have a theme song yet? I don't want to tease um, theme song. I've been looking. It doesn't exist. Gongs I'm g- is what I'm thinking. I gotta tell you, there's a lot of different sound clips of gongs. <laughs> and Good. Th- none th- of them that I need. found are like what I have in my head. They're all kind of like really tinny and stuff. Uh, yeah, you need a good resonant like 
gong like the gong sound. show. That's what we're thinking of, anyway. If you have suggestions for theme songs... Or you could just make us a theme song and we'll do that, because I don't want to do work, apparently. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anything you want to send? Emails, questions, uh, movies, TV... Um, Hate mail. Not... Well, yeah, the constructive criticism is appreciated. Um, Tell Nathan yeah, why he's wanting to watch I don't know. That's all I got. Sure, yeah, if you want to debate me on some Watchmen stuff, like, just like, hey, man, you gotta get over the book. Like, it's a great movie on its own. Maybe you're right. I'm or tell me why I'm an idiot out. for liking um, it. Either way, whatever opinion you side with, it's fine. Um, write in. Uh, again, just hit us one more time with that email. And that's themoviemonks at gmail.com. That's uh, T-H-E-M-O-V-I-E-M-O-N-K-S <laughs> at gmail.com. All right. Good stuff. Um, and yeah, Twitter, uh, the movie monks. So yeah, uh, happy Groundhog Day, and uh, See catch you next time.